folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true, because it's true. And depending on whether she lives or dies, all of history will be changed. And McCoy is the random element. In his condition, what does he do? Does he kill her? Or perhaps he prevents her from being killed. We don't know which. Get this thing fixed. We must find out before McCoy arrives. Captain, suppose we discover that in order to set things straight again, Edith Keeler must die. <laughs> Back in a sec. New archer. Yeah, I, I am new. I am, Lana. I mean, I, I feel like a brand new man. I've really changed. Really? Yep. <clears throat> then why is there a vagina in the sink? Um, so, funny story. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. From you, Data, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... How fully? In every way, of course. I am programmed in multiple techniques. A broad variety of pleasuring. Oh, you jewel, that's exactly what I hoped. Good morning, America. How are you? I'm Rabbi Dave. Good morning, America. How are you? I am Friar Rod. Are, are we continuing this charade? Are we continuing this, this what charade? This, this where we pretend that you're sick when uh, where you not, really are is in Hawaii. I am I am not in Hawaii, and I was legitimately sick in Hawaii. This is day 17, You Dave. should see his camera right now. He's He's sitting in front of a beach. That is actually a shot from Hawaii from the the time before when I went. So you admit you're not really sick. No, I admit that I am sick. And it sucked being sick in Hawaii. I didn't have any energy and I was coughing up a storm. And then my wife got sick. That's that's not good because she's immunocompromised. Right, I was so. going to say, that's, that's an actual problem. Rod being that sick is, is just kind of a... Let's make well, fun my of being it. sick for 17 days is a problem, but yeah. How is that not COVID? 17 days? Colds don't last that long. That sounds like long COVID to me. It started going away, and, and then Monday of this of this last week, it hit me again, like body aches and and super sinus congestion, and the cough got really chunky in my throat. It's not. It, it hasn't left my my throat and head. It's like a head really bad head cold. So I'm convinced that this is, in fact, COVID, and that you are unclean. Well, of course not, because if you tested, you might find out that you actually have it. Well, and then there's the obligations to report, and then, you know, the meetings that I had with people at work, they'd be pissed at me. So if you just don't know, then... Yeah, it's, that's that's you know, that's what schools are telling teachers now. Don't, don't test for COVID, right. because then we're obligated to keep you off work for two weeks, right. and... Well, I mean, don't you have that law in California now about HIV? I mean, it's no longer uh, it's no longer illegal to knowingly transfer transmit HIV 
I guess. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that one. You should pay attention to California because California is getting weird. In fact, I think that there might be something in the water in California, but we will get there. So how was the trip? The trip was otherwise, good. otherwise, uh, otherwise, you know, I mean, if you're going to be sick, you know, you'd be sick at home or you could be sick in Hawaii. What would you choose? Well, I'd choose home. <laughs> but well, that's only because yeah. I've been to Hawaii twice, and I'm just. Well, so, you know, we were on the ground floor of the of the condo, had beach access, so we would just open the lanai in the morning, and we would just listen to the waves, and it's a private beach on the west side, so that we don't have a lot of people out there, and it was well, nice. Last time I the, was The poverty, Hawaii. though, is, is really bad on that side of the island. Yeah. I, I felt bad when going to the grocery store, and I'm in this nice, you know, Hawaiian shirt, and everyone there is, like, looking at me like, what the hell are you doing here, buddy? What you looking at, Howie? That's what they used to I, say. I go and buy a bunch of groceries, you know, two bags of groceries and a, a flat of water, a case of water is like 200 bucks. Yes. It was super expensive. Hawaii is very expensive. I do remember that from the last time I was there, which, by the way, was 1985. So, Well, I did find, oddly enough, I found on the shelves product from Rayleigh's and from Save Mart. On their shelves there. I can only guess they wholesaled a bunch of stuff to Hawaii, but the stuff that, the grocery, stuff that didn't sell in, in California. So I, I, I'm <laughs> guessing because I took I took pictures and sent them to my son who works at Rayleigh's and, right. and said, "Hey, look what we found here: huh. pickles, pickles people, from Rayleigh's." People in people in Hawaii will eat this crap. So there you go. Anyway, speaking of stuff on the shelves, because it is that time of year. Mm-hmm. It is time. You're gonna, this you're gonna taunt me, aren't you? Ceremonial box unboxing of the dun dun da Christmas yep. tree cakes, which uh, yeah. I previously opened it because, well, I didn't. My wife did. Hmm? So I hold in my hands the deliciousness of the first cake of mm-hmm. the season. Are you gonna eat that while we're recording? I was thinking about it, but then I thought, that might be weird. And we have enough problems with the show already, so. Oh, maybe. I don't okay. know if I want to gross people out by eating a Christmas tree cake. Yeah, we don't have there. those Rayleigh's here, by the way. We still don't. I looked. Well, we were uh, we were at the Winco the other day because we needed, we needed some milk. And we go to Winco to buy milk because the milk at Winco, I, I don't understand this. See, I know dairy farmers. I don't understand these expiration dates. Mm-hmm. The milk that we buy at Winco, which comes from a local dairy up here, has expiration dates that are like two months away. Huh. It's bizarre to me. But they're accurate, so I don't... Uh, so it'll last two months in your refrigerator it last, curdles? It'll last about six to eight weeks, yeah. I'm, that's crazy. amazing. It, it's crazy. I've... It makes me wonder what's going on with California milk because we get maybe two weeks, maybe yeah, if you're lucky, and certainly not in the summertime. Oh well. That that said, I don't think I should eat it on the air because that might be dissuasive to to li- listenership. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. I will enjoy it later on. Now the enjoy your diabetes. Right. The frustrating part of this thing is we bought three boxes of them. There are four cakes left. Guess how many I've had? Uh, you haven't this even is, had an entire because box. This is, because this is the ceremonial first pitch. Guess yeah. how many I've had? 
in round numbers. If that's the first one. Because I was going to wait till today so that I could kind of rub it in your face and and, yeah. and then my wife discovered that she likes them too. So uh, that's a problem. Off we go. Which brings me to the are we done about Hawaii or, or do you have anything else you want to add about Hawaii? Uh, other than uh, Pearl Harbor was fun. I mean I mean it wasn't, you know, like an amusement <laughs> I park. Want to rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this giant cemetery where we were attacked and thousands of people were killed. Yeah, that yeah. Was great. It was it, it wasn't fun in that sense. It was fun in the sense that it was it was nice to see the the tribute to history and I spent a lot of time on the on the Bowfin and the yeah. in the submarine area on behalf of Dave. Right. And my wife had no clue. Yeah. We went there. I was taking last, pictures everywhere. Last time we went there was 1985. Uh-huh. Yeah, we went there to the Bowfin. Yeah, and there were three of us in our group: myself, my my good friend Leroy, who was a first ha- first class missile deck. And for some reason, and I still don't know why, because this doesn't normally happen, we had an officer with us. Hmm. He was the junior officer, what you call the bull ensign. He was relatively new. I mean, he had done one patrol or something, so mm-hmm. he had he was knowledgeable enough not to be dangerous. Sure, but he still wasn't qualified. If that makes sense. The three of us end up on the bowfin, and they had, back in those days, they had these little handheld radio things, recorder things, where you you went to station number one, and you pushed the one, and it played the little thing for you. Okay, they sort of have that now, but it's an app on a phone. We told the guy we didn't need those, and he said, okay, and it's supposed to be like a 45-minute tour through there, walking tour. We're on there for like six hours, and when we were done... We told the guy, look, if we had fuel in the bunkers, we could take this thing to sea. We're we're qualified bowfed now. We're, sure. We're ready to go. And and even Mr. Skoog, our, our young ensign, he learned a lot that day. And that's what I kept telling him. Look, it hasn't changed. It all still works the same. It's just nuclear powered now instead of mm-hmm. electrically powered. Well, it's still electrically powered. It's just instead of batteries, we use a reactor. That's it. And he was impressed and went on to become one of the best submarine officers I ever knew. So, good for him. I guess I shouldn't have worn a blue shirt today, huh? No, you're you're a floating head on my screen. That's pretty cool. Pretty wild. Anyway, I have decided, Rod, in your absence, uh-huh. that we have to do something to juice those numbers. Yeah. So, I have decided... That since the number one podcast in the entire freaking nation, you want to take a guess what it is? It's not Megan and Harry. I know that. It's definitely not Megan and Harry. Nor is it, I know this will stun some of you, nor is it Joe Rogan or Dan Bongino or any of the talking heads, which I appear to be right now, uh, that you would think would would normally be do you want to know what the number one freaking podcast in america is right now probably some murder mystery thing no it's worse than that it's worse than that okay i sent you guys a hint the other day because there's a meme out now about these two gentlemen one of whom has been voted the sexiest man in america and the other who is dating tra- uh, Taylor Swift. I am not making this up. The number one podcast in the country right now is Travis freaking Kelsey and his brother. 
Oh Jason my gosh. Cousins. That's only because of Okay, Taylor. okay. Stop right there. If we could say that that is true, that the only reason that these two knuckleheads have the number one podcast in the entire freaking world is because of Taylor Swift, who, by the way, they juiced their numbers this week because in an hour-long podcast, again, not making this up, hour-long podcast, they came back from a break and Travis had his head down and was looking at his phone and his brother was trying to talk to him. Hey. Are you ready to go? I and mean, we're out of the break. And he's a and he looks up with this grin on his face and says, dun, dun, "Sorry, I was texting Taylor." And the entire internet went bananas. Yeah, Twitter or X or whatever they call it this week exploded. Kind of like I, I wouldn't show. know. That's true. You would not know because you are in Twitter jail. I am in Twitter jail. And, and you don't Algorithms don't understand sarcasm. No, they don't. So I started thinking about this, Rod. And I thought to myself, look, the only way we're ever going to make any money at this mm-hmm. is if we we're popular. Okay. And we're not getting popular being sarcastic goliards. No. It's not happening. It's fun. It's it's, fun. It's, we, it's, we enjoy it. It's funny. Twitter doesn't like it, but screw them. Um, yeah. So I've decided that we should just bite the bullet. Okay. And become full-on Swifties. Uh, okay. Okay. So we're gonna listen to. So we can talk about Taylor Swift, and we can we can talk about her music. We can talk shit about her boyfriends, and we can tell everybody. See, I, I toyed with the idea of telling everybody that I'm dating Taylor Swift. Oh, well, but I didn't clear it with my wife first, so... However, Taylor might enjoy those Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. She might. Should send her a bunch saying, hey, we love you, Taylor. Yeah. And anyway, I've decided that we're going to become full-on Taylor Swifties. On this show, at least. Okay. So we're going to get Taylor Swift t-shirts and we're going to bejewel them. Bedazzled. <laughs> Bedazzle, whatever it is. Is that what it is? Yeah. They call it bedazzling. Right. And it will... uh We'll go see the movie because I can't afford concert tickets, but 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 we will go see the the Taylor Swift era tours movie. And okay. We'll do all the Taylor Swift stuff. How's that sound? I, you know, I I I like her music. I don't like purposely listen to Rod, it. It's not. It's, not it's the number one podcast in the world, and all they did was say, "Oh, I'm texting Taylor." Well, text Taylor, Dave. I tried. I don't have a number. And oddly uh, enough, they're not giving it to me when I call and say, hey, I'm I'm Dave from the What the Frock podcast, and I'm I'm even medium, media, medium, could be a medium, but because I'm floating, my head is floating. Uh, you are. But, but I, I'm media. You should give me your number so that I can text you. There you go. I mean, how the hell did Travis sure. Kelsey get this? How, I'm I'd, sure Bill has some contacts somewhere, right? Sure. Yeah. How did Travis Bill, Kelsey uh, even get into her her life? I think what's he got that I don't have. What's he got that you don't have besides money? Two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl rings, Taylor Swift, a non-floating head. Anyway, floating head. Okay. So we're Swifties now, I guess we are in fact Swifties unless now there is a caveat. I don't think it's going to matter, but yeah, go ahead. There is a caveat to this. And that is 
if our audience objects to this, I think I think we do have to listen to the audience, even though I think that most of the audience would go bananas for us becoming Swifties. Okay. So much for okay. Elizabeth Hurley, who's now so, 65 anyway. So well, she does not look 65. No, she doesn't. So okay, so WTF at whatthefrock.org. Send right. us a note. No, no, no. Comment no, no, no. on Facebook. No, no, no. I do not want emails about this. Do not send us an email about this because if you send us an email about this, how do I say this politely? You're not helping. What you need to do is go to our Facebook page. Okay. Facebook.com slash what the frock. And you need to tell us on the Facebook page why we should become Swifties. Well, you're going to have or, an image of Taylor Swift on this. On, you're going to post on this one anyway. So right. I'm sure. Right. Or why we shouldn't become Swifty. It doesn't matter whether you're for it or against it. The important part is you need to go to social freaking media and comment about it. And tag Taylor? Did you tag say tag Taylor? Tag Taylor, tag us, tag all your friends. Okay. Tag everybody. Tag Travis Kelsey and his idiotic podcast. Okay. Which, by the way, the best part of which is his brother, not him, because he's a knucklehead. Yeah. And his brother's awesome. But, uh... You, you, you get my drift here? You get where I'm going with this? Don't send okay. me an email. An email does not do anything. I don't read them. I don't know how many times I've said this to people. Yeah, you forward them to me. I forward them to, to Rod. And then cool. I'll comment, and you'll be like, I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> it's The only way this is going to work is if every one of you go on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can't tag Rod on Twitter because he's not there anymore. Nah, I won't be posting it this week. But I am, so you can you can go on there and, you know, comment about it. Sh- share it to your heart's content. Tell us what you think about us becoming Swifties, see? That we okay. should or that we shouldn't. Or that, you know, you can say things, you can tell us what you really think about Taylor Swift or, you know, the, 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 the guy she's dating because he keeps texting her in the middle of the show. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I personally think that if we become Swifties, obviously that's the path to stardom. I can't stand the Chiefs, so. Just got to put a damper on this, don't you? I'm a Broncos fan. I can't stand the Chiefs either. But but at the same time, look, man, sometimes you have to sacrifice things for the greater good, for the greater, for the bigger dream. And the bigger dream here is I need money and lots of it. So. So okay. I'm willing to do things that I wouldn't normally be willing to do. You're willing to prostitute yourself out for yes, uh, yes, for little I am. Debbie's cakes. I I used to have this theory about radio, which is the only way to make money in radio is to be crazy. I call the theory be crazy for be crazy for money. But yeah. now clearly it's be swifty for money. So okay. Anyway, go to our social media. This is very important. I cannot emphasize this enough. Social media, not email. Because you see email, well, I shouldn't. If I have to explain it to you, you're not really helping us. So just say it. Yeah. Go to our social media. Check us out there. What the frock or Facebook.com slash what the frock. And then uh, I'm on Twitter. I'd tell you what his name is on Twitter, but uh, you just yeah, get I'm not going to see it right now. Right. Account suspended. Can it's you actually under... see see it or is it? No, I can't. every time you post a link and I click on the link, it, it tells me right. that I can't go to Twitter. Right, but can I... people see you? 
They should be able to. Uh, I think it's Golliard Friar. Golliard Friar, right. Yeah, DD. Golliard Friar, Doctor of Divinity. Yeah, I can see you. Yeah. It doesn't say you're... No, I just can't access Twitter because it's under... I appealed the the review and now a human has to look at my post. Right. Because Rod's not very appealing. No, I just... Yeah, I just said... I, I just told, I, I like replied it. to a Matt Walsh comment. <laughs> I just said, hey, chop his hands off. Problem solved. Right. And can't then, of that. course, they can't say chop his hands right. off. No. You have to say C-H star P yeah. his hands off. Because the algorithms can't figure that out. No, they can't. So I'm waiting for a human to actually look at it and, you know, hey. Right. In the meantime, though, I think, unless our audience just overwhelmingly comments on social media that we shouldn't do this. I think that we should. So really, the only way to stop this is for you, the listeners, to get See, on the social problem media. Is just being a Swifty is not going to be enough, Dave. You're going to have to have some kind of relationship. I'm dating Taylor Swift. There, I'm sorry. You made me say it. I didn't want to say it. We had agreed we weren't going to share that, but, but now it's out there. Nobody's going to believe that. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And I have a question for you this morning. Okay. Knowing full well that you've been elsewhere for the past couple of weeks. Sure. What's in the water in California? What's in the water? Right. Uh, Weird besides, things are happening in California. Besides the fluoride that they put in the... Well, we do that here, too, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't drink the tap water. So. so weird things are happening, as I said, in California. Mm-hmm. This past week, they had a big conference in San Francisco, the APEC, Asian mm-hmm. Pacific American Convention or Convent or whatever. Yeah. And uh, one of the attendees to this was President Xi of the People's Republic of West Taiwan. The dictator. Well, hang on. We're going to get there. Before that happened, San Francisco, which is best described these days as a shithole? Yeah, it's a it's a living restroom. Yes, an outdoor latrine, and has been for some years. Uh-huh. Back when uh, we still lived in California, we used to regularly go to San Francisco because I liked it. There was some, yeah, there's, there's there's some cool a charm about, about it. but There yeah. is a huge charm about San Francisco. I'm one of those people that loves to drive in San Francisco, especially yeah. if I have a standard transmission. I love oh. driving in San Francisco with a standard you transmission. You are glutton for punishment. No, I'm a person who knows how to actually drive. Sure. And I enjoy it tremendously. At one point in my checkered career, I was dating a woman who had to be in San Francisco on a fairly regular basis for um, rehearsals, but I was not invited to the rehearsals, so I could not go in, and so I had to go do other things while she was there. 
So I would drop her off at the rehearsals and I would go explore San Francisco. I had a ball. Hmm. And then later when I married my wife, I used all that knowledge, my intimate knowledge of the interior workings of San Francisco to show her cool parts of San Francisco. We had a much sure. better, much better experience. Now, that said, our last trip to San Francisco, we were down at Ghirardelli Square, that uh-huh. area, um, walking towards that beach, and I can't remember the name of that beach now. It's gone. Sorry. I could look it up, but nobody cares. Nah. Taylor Swift Beach. Because someday <laughs> it will be named after her. I'm sure. Sure. So, or Travis Kelsey. Right. So, we're, well, he's soon to be an album, so... Anyway, we're uh, we're walking towards this, and this guy is walking towards us. Now, keep in mind, I'm with me. It's me and my wife, my probably four-year-old son at that point, uh-huh. and one of my teenage daughters. And this guy is walking towards us, just as nonchalantly as can be, completely butt-ass naked, uh-huh. hanging yeah. out for the entire world to see. And... Nobody seemed to think anything unusual about this. Nobody seemed to think, well, that's weird. But he was just going about his business, just completely naked. naked. And it struck me as, hmm, times have changed sort of thing. Sure. And from there, that was the last time we went to San Francisco. From there, from what I understand, San Francisco has gone downhill. To the yes. point now where it is literally an outdoor latrine. Well, and full a drug of den and drug all, dens and yeah. it's like the tenderloin exploited exploded and covered the entire city. Yeah, pretty much. So all of this has been a problem. And all of this has been regularly mocked in the conservative side of things for years. This has been going on for at least five years. Because they yeah, they don't know how to manage it. They know how to manage it. They don't want to manage it. There's two different things. It is completely a mistake to say to somebody, oh, they don't know what to do. Yes, they do. And in fact, the general conservative argument of this is, this is on purpose. Yeah. Well, now we know, yeah. Because now we know that it was, in fact, done on purpose. And it was, in fact, they know exactly what to do. Because when when, when they figured out that G was coming the dictator from West Taiwan, Mm -hmm. they cleaned up San Francisco in what? Three or four days? Yeah, it was quick. Three or four days, they completely cleaned this stuff up, threw all the homeless people out. Nobody even knows where they went. Probably San Jose. Yeah. but Or Modesto. Could be. But San Francisco's back to being a sparkling, beautiful jewel by the sea again. And everybody in San Francisco is happy. Yay! And then somebody asked Governor Newsom about this. Oh, yeah. And this is what's got me wasking the question. Wasking. Wasking. What exactly is in the water in California? Because all of a sudden, Democrats, who are known for being obfuscatory and less than Taylor Swift truthful, Mm Mm-hmm are telling the unvarnished truth. Did you guys clean up San Francisco because G's coming? And I quote, it's true because it's true. Yeah. Unquote. 
Well, you can't gloss that over. I mean, come on. You're not going to be able. There's there's no fib or lie you're going to be able to. Of course there is. We didn't clean it up for President Xi. We cleaned it up for Taylor Swift. Yeah. People would believe that. People would believe that. They'd be happier about that, wouldn't they be? Especially if they were like us and huge fans of Taylor Swift and like me dating Taylor Swift. I'm surprised they didn't they go to the French Laundry. Hey, why not? Yeah. Take Taylor with you. Do a podcast from there. There you go. Anyway, he admitted that they did it on purpose because G was coming. Now, the unasked question was, what happens when G leaves? And I'm not clear on that answer. Mm-mm. And I haven't seen anything about that answer, so I don't know. But it was the first weird thing that happened. The second weird thing was happened, which was they had this conference, which I I don't think, and again, I haven't paid that close attention because yeah. I've been watching Taylor Swift news, so I don't really know what they did at this conference. Sorry. I'm assuming but, they had a, a, a panel discussion of Taylor Swift's new album, but I don't know. That's That's a gross assumption, but you're probably right. When the whole thing was over, President Biden had a press conference, which is more and more evident is becoming a mistake. He should not mm-hmm. do press conferences. But but for some reason at this press conference, and I don't know why, somebody decided to put the camera on the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who was just sitting in the front row dreaming about Taylor Swift. Sure. While the president is being asked questions. One of which was, is President Xi a dictator? And the camera zooms in on Anthony Blinken, who looks like he's about to have a stroke. His eyes are yes. blinking. He's, he's, he's panicking. Shaking his head. And the president says, yes, President Xi of the People's Republic of West Taiwan, where Taylor Swift will, I'm sure, perform at some point, is in fact a dictator. And I thought to myself, as he said those words, I... I I turned to the people in my room and I said, is, is there something? What the hell's going on here? Democrats are telling the truth. Oh, there's an election coming. That's what's going on. Yeah. But it's like, is it true because it's true? Or did, I mean, Blinken was having a meltdown. I, I, yeah. I felt bad for him because I, you yeah. know, I've been in that position of being the the PR guy behind the scenes that doesn't get to talk. And when the person who does talk says something that, we didn't agree on in advance. It's like there's no there's no damage control on that one. Right, right. And and the worst part about that is I'm the guy that they're going to ask about the president's answer. And Blinken's in the same. But they're going to ask him about what yeah. he's saying. So he's going to have to come up with some Taylor Swift esque lyrics about that simply allude to an ex boyfriend without actually naming the ex boyfriend. You know, and you have to. It's going to be yeah, yeah. There's there was too much milk in Biden's coffee, and he's lactose intolerant or something like that. And still don't know what they accomplished at this conference. I I got no idea. But here's the no, question: Other than China was being buddy buddy, well, we're we're going to be friends, you know? Right, because you don't have any homeless people on your streets here. Yeah, we like San Francisco. I like San Francisco when there's no homeless and dirt bags did, on the streets. Did he visit Chinatown? He did, from what I understand, he did Ooh. visit Chinatown, which to me is one of the, where where Bush roofs Stockton is the 
is where the Chinatown is. That's one of my favorite parts of, of San Francisco. I love yeah. Chinatown. But did I ever tell you about the restaurant we ate? No. <laughs> so 2014, I guess, 2013, somewhere in there. We spent a weekend in San Francisco, right near where Bush roofs Stockton, which, for those of you who don't get the reference, that's the reference from the Maltese Falcon. Okay. When Dashiell Hammett writes the book, everything takes place right where Bush roofs Stockton. And if you know what that means, Stockton Street goes under Bush Street, and there's a, a tunnel, okay. so a roof. Anyway, um, this was right after the Leland Yee story had oh. finally faded away. And we went to a Chinese restaurant to eat there. And it was a, an authentic Chinese restaurant in Chinatown. Sure. So we're sitting there, and I have never had this experience in my life, ever, where I felt unwelcome at a restaurant. Uh-huh. Not, not hey, it's not an, it's not like going overseas and you're the, the Guajan and you're going into the Chinese. Yeah. This felt uncomfortably. The service was impeccable. The food was delicious. But there was this undercurrent of, why are you here? Uh-huh. And there were little groups of men sitting in, or there is, just whispering in Chinese. The the triad. The triad. And, of course, I come to find out later on, I'm thinking to myself, I know this place. It's the restaurant where Leland Yi went to do all his negotiations uh-huh. for his. So, yes, it's a Chinese <laughs> triad restaurant, gangster restaurant, where... Where we just wandered in one day and sat down. And everybody's looking at me like, now I'm realizing they're thinking I'm an FBI agent or something. Sure. With my family. Yeah. Because that's the undercover thing. I mean. So anyway, I won't be taking Taylor Swift there. Cause, no. Although they'd probably like her. That's pretty funny, Dave, actually. It was, because I'd been on the air for months about the Leland Yee story, which I don't have time to. I don't have time to go into the Leland Yee story, but I'll summarize it for you. Here. Sure. Ready? Ready. Leland Yee was a state senator in California who, it turned out, was negotiating with his triad buddies to import guns from Russia, which they used to sell in the to the mob in Jersey, using the funds to pay for the MILFs, not what you think, in the Philippines to uh-huh. kidnap Chinese tourists to hold for ransom to make more money to buy guns from the Russians to import to their mob buddies in Jersey yeah. to use the money to pay for the MILFs, not what you think, to kidnap Chinese tourists in the Philippines to make more money. And he was funneling his portion of all that into his election campaigns, and the guy was convicted and still got third place in the vote for Secretary of State in California. Yeah, that was funny. Even though. He'd been convicted of this. And oh, by the way, just for good measure, Leland Yee was one of the sternest anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment politicians in the world. And yet, anyway, that was the long part of this. It was fun. So I don't know. I I just uh, starting to wonder what's going on in California, because clearly there's something in the water. Politicians go there and they start suddenly spouting the truth. It's, It's that show Liar Liar, right? Does it have any effect on 2024? I don't know that Biden's going to run. I, I think his poll numbers are so bad, and he's such a he's such a walking cluster. Okay, but let's say he doesn't, and Gavin Newsom runs. Does it's true because it's true come back to haunt him at all? I don't think so, because he doesn't have any control over what 
San Francisco's doing at the moment. You think San Francisco did that on their own? I think the federal government probably stepped in and cleaned things up. Mm. Well, they could have used Taylor Swift music. They could have. That would have that would have made all the drones happy as they danced through the streets as they were cleaning up the shit on the ground yeah. and see it would have been the great. homeless would have been naked walking away jamming out right to San Jose yeah <laughs> remember that when California so way back when California cities were arguing with each other because they were all bussing homeless to each other sure kind of like kind of like Eric Adams in New York and and the governors in Florida and. Yeah, send the, send the Which is some, still hilarious, by the they way. They got that idea from California, who used to sure. regularly send their homeless to other places. Mm-hmm. San Jose seemed to be the hub of all that. So. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Anyway, it's true because it's true. And I guess that's all you really need. Being sick, I have not really paid attention to a whole lot. But I, I ran across this one article, and, and here's the headline. Man who performed DIY fecal transplants from his mom after Crohn's disease left him hospitalized experienced her menopause symptoms. I had to, I, I had to ask myself, WTF? I, I didn't realize, one that you could do a DIY fecal transplant? That just sounds gross in and of itself. All right, let's just stop right there for a moment. What's the paradigm that says this is the solution to the problem? What's the the thought process that goes into, hey, mom, give me some of your crap so that I can inject it into my intestinal... System. Well, they they take either pills or liquid via basically this the stools they process and they put it into pills or liquid and Who then does? they eat it or it goes through the nose into the stomach. It's so gross. It's so what's gross. The, but what's the okay? Even if this is a legit medical procedure, and it might be for all I know, because I'm a Swifty, not a doctor. It. What's the thought process that says? I can't afford that, so I'm going to ask my mom? I have no idea, but they were doing it every day for a month, and then they went to every two days for a month, and then every third day for a month, and now they're down to once once a month. But And the drawback to this isn't that he died or that he got some No, his Crohn's disease. disease was better, getting better, so that's good. I mean, that's if that's I guess if that's yeah, a treatment, that, that's right. good. But at the same time, um, yeah, his mom was going through menopause, and so I guess he started having 
symptoms of menopause because of this? So hot flashes? Uh, let's see what it says here. I'm sure um, there's other symptoms, but I don't know what they are. Mood swings, hot flashes, and excessive sweating. Hmm. So. Yeah, so yeah, I just I I saw that and I'm like, okay, there's there's multiple there's this is this is a multiple WTF story because there's multiple aspects that make me right WTF it. Oh, I'm just having trouble getting past the 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 so, number one comment is why why did I read this? <laughs> So some personal information that you really don't want to know, you know, those, the, the, this is uh, the hard time I have with this kind of stuff is sure. I keep, I keep scheduling colonoscopies uh, yeah. and then canceling them because my doctor says you need to schedule it. So I do. Yeah. And then I cancel it. I've probably done that four or five times. So then they started sending me these DYI kits, do it at home. Okay. And I'm not doing that. Sorry, I'm just not doing that. I, I can I can explain it to you, but I'm not going to because sure. I don't need to. I'm not doing that, and they keep sending them to me. I get them from the VA. I get them from my insurance. Guy, I get them from every. You need to do this. No, I I don't. And yes, I realize all the problems and the dangers sure. and, but some things just aren't yeah, worth. My my mom died of colon cancer related issues now you're gonna make me feel bad about it i have to go every three years not every was it five or seven or something like that five or seven they seem to want to do it every year well i schedule them every year i just don't yeah well if you went then you would they wouldn't be bugging you for the next five years or so right so the thing is unless you you, had problems which i don't i want to be clear I, i don't have not that anybody not not that anybody matters. Nobody would get menopause symptoms from from doing that with me. That's all I'm saying. No. And again, if you have anything to say about my maybe low T or something, right? Know. You should uh, should go on our social media page and say that. Stop sending us emails. And, and that was of, that was in, you know low T is in low Taylor. Right. The idea of having sex with a robot might sound like the plot of the latest science fiction blockbuster. Does it? What's the latest science fiction blockbuster that has that? I don't know. Isn't there a new MCU movie out that nobody's going to see? I don't yeah, but it. there's no sex with a robot on that one, I don't think. Well, there is. maybe that's the problem. A new report has revealed that one-third of Britons wish that it was, in fact, reality for them. I'm guessing it's men reveals that one-third of Britons have used, would used, or would, quote, maybe consider, unquote, using a sex robot if, if an affordable option was released. That number would go up if there was a sex Taylor Swift robot. It would. Hell, I'd buy that. And we're not just talking about sex dolls here. Sex robots refer to sophisticated devices that are integrated with AI allowing them to move and talk just like real people. 
This comes as Britain is in the midst of a sexodus, with over 25% of Britons now having less sex than they used to. Do you know why that is? I, I, I Look, I don't even live in Britain, and I know why that's happening. Well, it's, the ba- it's not the bad teeth, right? Sharia law. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, Sharia. Anyway, half of men surveyed said that they'd be up for a robot romp, while just 21% of female respondents said the same thing, because as we all know, women lie. Except Taylor. Sex robots, by the way, are often confused with sex dolls. These are not the same thing, and you must understand this. Okay. Sex robots are more sophisticated and, of course, more expensive. Sure. So there you go. Uh, In its report, the company highlighted two popular sex sex robots called Henry and Harmony 3.0. I'm already seeing an opportunity here to increase your sales. Sure. Travis Travis and Taylor. and Taylor. 3.0. Henry was released back in 2018, not only boasts, quote, superhuman sexual performance, unquote, but is apparently good at cracking jokes as well. I'm sure the female robot says, you know, well, that was quick. Six foot, sorry. One of the dirtiest jokes I know just flashed through my head, and I'm not going to repeat it here, but the punchline is no, just full. Um, At six feet tall with rippling six-pack and brooding dark looks, the droid can also welcome his owner home and discuss their favorite TV show or film, according to its creator, which is, of course, the era tour, as we know, the movie. He can even woo them with romantic phrases and words to their favorite love's poem or Taylor Swift song. However, he is not cheap. Costs between 8000 and 11000 pounds. That's $13,000 for those of you that use real money. Sure. While Harmony is parsed at 14000 and features a self-lubricating vagina which can be removed and put in the dishwasher. Uh-huh. Which is literally a plot line right out of Archer. Okay. I'm not kidding. Speaking to the Daily Star, Matt McMullen of CEO of Real Boy. Imagine Bar- a girlfriend coming over to visit and going into the dishwasher to get something out and seeing this vagina in there. So customers will be able to get a body equipped with internal heating, lubrication, and touch sensors. Those touch sensors will communicate with the AI so that you are able to communicate or create, sorry, reactions in both movement and sounds. He claims that sex with the robots could help improve skills in the bedroom, making people less afraid to be adventurous. See, I'm not, uh, I'm not well, convinced of that. I, I think it's going to have the opposite effect. Sure. That's, that's just me. And what do I know? I'm just the guy dating Taylor Swift. Which makes you say... WTF.
Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but the world's about to end. Is it? Yes. How so? The Icelandic volcanoes are about to start erupting again. And everybody's having a a meltdown about this. Because the, 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 the news story I got this morning was there's actually audio tape now of the earthquakes that are happening over there. Yeah. That are precursors to the massive eruption. And this is the same kind of volcano, by the way. Dave, the geologist here. That uh, it's the same type of volcano, obviously not as big, but it's the same type of volcano that was on the steppes of Russia back in the Precambrian era, I guess, where okay, where, where we had like the third or fourth mass extinction because this this eruption went on for two hundred thousand years or something, okay, and killed everything. Sure. So it's the same kind of volcano. So the potential is there to destroy all life on Earth from this uh, this volcano in Iceland. I'm not trying to alarm anybody, and my suggestion would be if it's something that stresses you out, then... Well, that would end global warming, though, right? Because we'd go into an ice it? age again. Well, I guess it could, but I'm not... Or it could, uh, could turn us into a uh, greenhouse effect, because all the sulfuric acid in the air, I guess. I don't, see, I don't know. I'm not a paleontologist or a geologist. I'm just, just a Swifty. So anyway, we're all going to die is the whole point, which kind of makes me not worry about the... We're going to die, Dave. We're all going to die. Now I'm depressed. You know what I need is some Taylor Swift music to lift my joy. There is something, however, coming soon. Yeah. If it hasn't started already, I don't know because, well, Rod would know this better. And that is... It's almost time, Rod. Dun, 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 for the new Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, no. I didn't even consider that. How did you not know this? Your wife is like... She's been been sick, and so she's been watching Netflix and some of the foreign films and stuff on Netflix. Yeah? But she hasn't hasn't turned on Hallmark. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to find the, the actual... This may have to wait till. Oh, here we go. About, sorry. About catch me if you claws. This is one of the new ones for this year, right? Sure. Avery Quinn's shot at anchoring news clashes with a Santa suited intruder, Chris. <laughs> See what they did there, Chris? Chris, yeah. Who insists that he is Santa's first son on his first Christmas mission. They unravel a career-making story together. The stars Italia Ricci and Luke McFarlane. So there you go. Catch me if you claws. So yeah, they they start to fall in love, and there's some kind of issue where they end up separating for a time, and he goes back to the North Pole. Right. And then she goes, decides that she loves him, and it's going to leave her job for him. <laughs> You don't think that would work? Is that not believable? You know what we didn't have last year that we have this year? The chat eight, the chat bot four, right? Oh yeah, A chat GPT. Hallmark Christmas movie outline. Da, da, da. And it's off and running. 
involves a blend of warmth, romance, and the magic of the holiday season. Introduction of the protagonist, inciting incident, arrival in Maple Valley, meeting the love interest, reconnecting with the past, community involvement, conflict, emotional climax, resolution, and happy ending. Yep, there you go. Oh, and epilogue. Every every Hallmark movie ever made right there. About Holiday Road. Here's another one. Okay, let's see if it meets the... When bad weather leaves each of them stranded at the airport for the holidays, a tech entrepreneur, Christy, a travel writer, Canning... Canning? What the heck? Who names their kid Canning? A devoted mother, Enid Ray, and her son, Kiefer... A stubborn senior, Trevor, an enigmatic woman with a hint of mystery to her, Brittany Willis, see, Brittany, a couple couple traveling from Hong Kong, and a social media influencer named Princess, all agree to rent a shared van to embark on a road trip to Denver. There's your first mistake right there. Uh, when yep. the Because Denver's the new San Francisco. When uh, when their unexpected journey brings them into uncharted territory, they navigate a series of misadventures together to form a deeper bond that might just change the trajectories of their lives, inspired by true events. Doesn't tell us what the true events are. though. No. So, got that one to look forward to. I'm wondering if they'll use the Lindsay that was that That was that van life couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it would be. Do you think they'll use uh, Holiday Road by by Lindsey Buckingham? I don't know. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Let's see. One more here before we got to get out of here because I got other stuff to do. Sorry, it's not not that you're not important, audience. It's that Taylor is texting me and I get a built about a built more Christmas. You ready? Okay. Lucy Hardgrove is a screenwriter who lands the job of a lifetime when she's hired to pen the script for a remake of the beloved holiday movie, His Merry Wife. Never heard of it. Well, because it's it's fake. See, it's, it's a fake film within a film. Okay. First filmed in 1947 at the beautiful historic Biltmore House, it has long been considered a Christmas classic. But when the head of the studio isn't satisfied with the ending she wrote because it deviates from the original's feel-good conclusion, (laughs) so she wrote a true story, he sends Lucy to the Biltmore Estates for research and inspiration, because that's what they do. Sure. While there, she unwittingly discovers the ability to time travel to 1947 to the set of His Merry Wife through the help of an hourglass. Wait, wait, wait. We have sci-fi hallmark now? do. After shaking off the initial shock of this turn of events, she embraces this as her chance to uncover the truth about the movie's original ending. While on set, she and Jack Huston, one of the film's stars, spend time together and become close. As in Taylor and Travis. But, But her sudden appearance has set off a chain of events because this is the problem with time travel. When you go back in time, you change things. Mm hmm. And it affects the her sudden appearance has screwed things up that put the projection production in jeopardy before she can return to the present. She must make things right, just like Captain Kirk. Or threaten to alter the future for Marty McFly. Yes, either one of those. 
Kirk did it first and better. Because, you know, that's the way it. Edith Keeler must die. Anyway, these are the things we have forward to, you've got to look forward to. Because I'm, as we all know, you're... Your household, yeah. these are these are much must watch. Yeah, that's it's gonna happen. I, on the other hand, am being forced to watch The Sopranos. My wife I'm is so sorry. That, my wife has decided that she's going to binge watch The Sopranos from beginning to end. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm sitting there, what the hell did we ever see in this? Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. There you go. World's ending. I'm dating Taylor Swift. Please comment on our social media. Don't send us any more emails. And uh, look forward to the consuming of the Christmas cake. There you go. It's the summary of the show. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the frock? <laughs>